Ladies and gentlemen of YouTube, shit's getting real. It was already a crazy news week and then boom, right in the middle of it, YouTube just basically exploded. Big, yeah. boom, yeah. bada boom. <laughs> Thank you to all the folks who commented or messaged me asking if I was one of the people getting banned because I was at work while all of this was happening and was completely out of the loop. No, to my knowledge, I'm not getting banned. I hope. <laughs> but banning isn't all that's happening. What's also happening is mass demonetization on a really crazy and pretty alarming scale, as well as suppression of content with the help of the government. Hashtag not a conspiracy theory, but more about that later. In order to explain what on earth is going on with YouTube, we need to start with Steven Crowder getting demonetized and booted from the partner program, and how some dude from Vox sparked yet another mass demonetization across I don't even know how many channels. And we're not just talking about conservative or political channels this time. Because this is apparently how YouTube solves problems, by panicking and either demonetizing or banning people in order to cater to a few loud voices rather than the vast majority of Americans who are against corporate censorship. Never mind that it's creating the exact polarization of media that the left complains about. And now I guess we'll see if this video gets demonetized just for mentioning Crowder in this situation, because honestly, that would not surprise me one bit. But enough of that. Enter Carlos Maza, a self-described queer journalist and video producer for Vox. He's the host of a Vox series called Strike Through, which analyzes news media's role in the Trump era. It's a YouTube show that's apparently on its fourth season and, coincidentally, started two years ago. According to Maza, late-night comedian and political commentator Steven Crowder began targeting him with homophobic and racist harassment out of the blue two years ago. Crowder's harassment then led to harassment from fans, which Crowder never advocated for, to my knowledge, and then those fans made Maza's life miserable, his words, and embarrassed him in front of his family. At least this is how he described it on Twitter and to the Washington Post. He apparently became so fed up with this on May 30th that he Frankensteined together a series of clips he found hurtful and posted the montage to Twitter as proof. In the thread, he complained about having to spend too much of his time banning people on Twitter and wading through hurtful comments on YouTube. He also expressed how hurt he was that some of the videos he included in the clip got a million views, even though he could have just, like, not checked Steven Crowder's YouTube or set up parameters in his YouTube comment section to block certain words. You know, like YouTube tells people to do. As a cherry on the proverbial cake, you just keep on trying till you run out of cake. Maza complained about Crowder sending people to dox him by doxing the people that supposedly doxed him and posting their phone numbers. Though this one's a little bit weird because according to writer Katie Herzog, all of the numbers are no longer in service, and the fact that they all texted the same exact thing at the same exact time means it was probably just one dude in a basement somewhere spoofing some texts, and it's pretty likely that Crowder didn't tell anyone to do it. Anyway, Maza lamented that the whole ordeal was absolutely humiliating 10 days after going on Twitter and calling for the public humiliation of conservatives. <laughs> 
Milkshake them all, he said. Humiliate them at every turn. Make them dread public organizing. This does go against Twitter's new rules, BT dubs. <laughs> but as we've seen time and time again, it's okay when it's your side's milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Despite this targeted harassment campaign, as the Huffington Post has called it, Mazza maintained that he wasn't mad at Crowder. Instead, he was mad at YouTube for letting monsters like Crowder exist. The solution? Deplatforming. <laughs> of course. He ended his thread with a call to action asking LGBT YouTubers to stand up with him during Pride Month and force YouTube's hand, which really should have come to no surprise since Maza has said over and over again that deplatforming is a good and legitimate tactic that should be used more often. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched or listened to Steven Crowder or even know who he is. But uh, yeah, so political correctness isn't really his thing. He's a conservative comedian that, according to Vox itself, focuses on late night comedy, as in off-color, provocative, shock jockey, late night comedy. Not quite to the level of Colbert or Samantha Bee. Let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless c you're the president, but you're turning into a real prictator. You talk like a sign language gorilla who got hit in the head. In fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's holster. But still, he uses sarcasm and satire and offensive jokes, just like all the other comedians that Maza himself calls rock stars. Late night comedians have become rock stars in the Trump era. As far as I can tell, all of these episodes of so-called targeted harassment are actually comments nestled within Vox rebuttal videos, of which there's a solid 11. Nine of those 11 Vox rebuttal videos are rebuttals to episodes of Maza's show. So to break it down, Maza's content, which at this point is the only political content that I could find on Vox's YouTube, has been the subject of nine of Crowder's approximately 900 videos over the last two years. I'd imagine that what really happened is that Vox is just a terrible joke of an outlet and Maza, unfortunately, happens to be the only one currently creating political videos for Vox. Thus, rebuttals of Vox become rebuttals of Maza. I've watched a few of these videos and the general formula seems to be, Vox spews some bullshit because it's Vox, Crowder calls out the bullshit because he's Crowder, and then throws in some jokes about race and sexuality, which he does to everyone. Maza isn't getting any special treatment here. Mind you, Maza's Comedians Are Rockstars video, which is one of the videos Crowder debunked, is all about how we need comedians to call out bull and kind of offensively, because no one else will. But I guess that's only okay when said comedians are throwing punches for your side. That being said, I completely understand Maza being hurt by this. Crowder's jokes and comments about Maza's race and sexuality have nothing to do with his arguments, and those comments aren't necessary for debunking Maza's arguments. Unless Maza's argument is that he specifically has some superior knowledge as a gay Latino writer for Vox, which I don't think was the case, but I really couldn't tell you because frankly, I did not feel like subjecting myself to all 42 episodes of the show even for science. For science, you monster. 
Either way, Crowder should have known. It's 2015 right now. Right, right. Well, no, it's the current year, but if you want to get kicked off of YouTube, that's like exactly how you get kicked off YouTube. Now, let me point out, there are a couple unwritten rules of the internet. The first rule is if you put your face out there, especially attached to anything political, people are going to be mean to you. That is a fact of internet and YouTube life. I'm sorry. People you don't even know will decide to hate you because you said something wrong on the internet. And that's something you just have to live with as a creator. Second rule, and this one actually is written down, freedom of speech. Sometimes I like Crowder and sometimes I think his jokes are obnoxious and in poor taste. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. My opinion? has no bearing on his ability to say things, whether I like them or not. That's how freedom of speech works. Surprisingly, that was kind of sort of the basis of YouTube's response originally. In response number one, Team YouTube basically thanked Maza for the info, spent a couple days reviewing Crowder's videos, and then explained that while parts of the videos might have been hurtful, they weren't hate speech. YouTube added, opinions can be deeply offensive, but if they don't violate our policies, they'll remain on our site. They were also quick to drop a this is not support or endorsement line. They also added that the videos were not meant to be targeted harassment. They were political commentary that happened to also include some offensive things. And so the videos and Crowder's channel would remain which I want to point out is a stance that they didn't have to take. They're a private company and thus can do whatever the hell they want, depending on whether they claim to be a platform or publisher that day. But you know how it is, social justice has a way of beating the social justice horse until it's dead, and then continue to beat it because it's still not woke. Carlos complained some more, then woke social justice Twitter complained, then Vox complained, then the Daily Beast complained, then the Washington Post complained, BuzzFeed even got into the ring and complained. All of the people accusing Trump of trying to silence the press complained until YouTube backtracked, kicked Crowder out of the partner program, and then they all complained some more because YouTube didn't silence Crowder. All because demonetizing doesn't work. First of all, despite Maza's own claims that YouTube is trying to silence him by letting Crowder silence him for being gay, no one is trying to silence Maza. He's an activist slash journalist for a billion dollar company that owns six giant media brands. Vox and Maza aren't going anywhere. And second, they'll never silence Crowder because he's also got his own website with its own merch and its own premium subscription service, none of which has to operate with YouTube. The rest of us are not so lucky. Meanwhile, as announced by the New York Times, YouTube has decided to crack down even more on what it calls supremacist content. Now, this is not just Nazis, as The Guardian claims. According to YouTube, they will be deleting content and banning users who post harmful content, conspiracy content, misinformation content, and borderline harmful or misinformation content. This includes videos alleging that a group is superior in order to justify discrimination, segregation, or exclusion based on qualities like age, gender, race, caste, religion, sexual orientation, or veteran status, as well as conspiracy theorists that question major events, anything deemed hate speech, anything deemed harmful, and anything deemed to be too close to someday maybe becoming potentially 
offensive or harmful. So what is YouTube actually defining as hate speech, misinformation, or harmful content? Uh, well, <laughs> you see, they haven't really told us, so uh, there's no definition yet. Still, they've been talking about banning hate speech and fake news for years, and yet they still can't define what any of that means. Which honestly I think is on purpose so that they can change their definition to fit their whims whenever they want. The problem is, in this environment where everyone is offended by something, and now offensiveness isn't allowed, or even borderline offensiveness isn't allowed, just about any political content could be twisted into this definition with enough entitled elbow grease. YouTube says that they won't allow that to happen to political content, and that political content will be protected, or at least have a bit of a buffer from these complaints. But will it really? I mean, when has YouTube ever been clear and transparent about its policies and procedures? After all, as with Crowder, it could be decided that, yeah, individual videos aren't harmful, but if the channel has an overall effect of harming the broader community, boom, gone. Demonetized, taken off suggested videos, replaced by authoritative news content, aka big media, or banned completely. Literally. It says right in their new policy that they will be replacing these videos with quote, top news channels. There is already a list of roughly three dozen creators, including educators and historians, that have been affected by this policy within its first couple days. I would like to think that this wasn't triggered by Maza. I'd like to think that this was long in the works and just came out with some really, really bad timing. But the new policy and its accompanying blog post was released on the same day as another YouTube blog post specifically about Maza and Crowder and how it has forced YouTube to take a harder look at harassment. So it doesn't look good. But regardless, this is exactly what Maza has been advocating. I'm pretty sure that harmful and all its synonyms were peppered throughout his thread at least half a dozen times. Maybe that doesn't mean much to you. Fake news, Russian bots, blah blah blah, nuke them all. But check this out. Quote, we're partnering closely with lawmakers and civil society around the globe to limit the spread of violent extremist content online. Do you know who lawmakers are? They're the government. That's right, YouTube is partnering with the government to decide which videos and creators need to go. So private company taking censorship orders from the government based on vague, dodgy definitions? What on earth could possibly go wrong? And remember, this isn't just hate speech or Nazi ideology. This is anything that goes up to the invisible line that YouTube has never ever defined. So that could mean that if a channel works really hard at trying to be respectful in its critiques of, say, Vox, or anything else, that's not going to be enough because YouTube can say, yeah, well, you almost engaged in hate speech, or well, your content is almost harmful. At which point they will punish you with any and all of the menu options mentioned above. Again, I know, YouTube is a private company. But YouTube, like all social media platforms these days, consistently rides the line between publisher and platform, vacillating between each when it's convenient. And the rules for each are very different. And I feel like the rules also change when you're directly involving the government in your decision making. 
So that's it on that one. Please, if you haven't, like, share, and subscribe to my channel, drop a comment, hit the notification bell as it is more important than ever. If you have a favorite creator, it doesn't even have to be me, <laughs> check out their other platforms, their subscription services, whatever. As for me, I am now on all the major podcast sites and I have a Patreon linked down in the description. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and helping me to spread the message of liberty.